Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Nerd Variety Podcast. Woohoo! Yay! We're clearly yeah. so excited. Yes, we, we are very excited. <laughs> uh, I am uh, Josh. I'm Josh here. Um, and I'm joined by Hunter Racks on Racks on Racks Rapidy. We haven't done this yet this season, have we? No, no, we no I was just not. realizing no. we hadn't. I didn't think about that. They weren't ready. No. Yeah. We're never ready. Yeah. Um, no. And and then we also have Hannah. Hey, how you doing? Hogan. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah but Mostly yeah, just towards my husband. Okay. Always, hey. always. Usually, usually. Yeah. And sometimes Laura, but uh, you know. But how y'all how y'all do how we doing today? How we doing today? Good. Good. Um but how does one no, do no. how how does one do no, get out, I, get out. I reject get out. this no. we are this is philosophical i am easing us into this discussion no well this week we are going to get deep in thoughts and discuss like philosophy um if you listen to last week's episode uh it seems we're continuing the trend of complex topics but this one shouldn't be as awkward unless one of us has some darker views, ideologies. <coughs> I, can, <coughs> I can make things no. I can make things complicated. I yeah, literally spent so much of this week hating myself for last week. So let's no, not no repeats. No. <laughs> we don't hate ourselves because we're all human. But we'll talk about that later in the episode. What did you do? No, don't. Do no. Oh no. no, I remember. Yeah, no, I remember. They, 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 can also, they can also listen to last week, last week's episode, which is no. now airing on our website and or other places. That well, you if you already listened to it, I'm sorry. If you haven't, I apologize in advance. I'm learning. You're apologizing to viewers, but not to me. Everyone, I did. <laughs> she I'm is sorry. sorry. To everyone. We, she is sorry. We are all human. At least we we believe we are. Yeah. We were human. Yes. Mm. At least. Well, we'll talk about that. I mean, yes. But in this philosophy discussion that I'm going to uh, start, um, I really wanted to ask everyone, everyone uh, what philosophy have we you know, learned, picked up from the stuff we've read, watched, played? Um, you know, philosophy helped us understand the world, and a lot of people get, their, get a lot of exposure to philosophy from what they, you know, are what they in, use for entertainment. Um, you know, that a lot of things... They ask a lot of shows try to ask the big questions of like what is truth, what is knowledge, what is morality. Um, so you know, we have some. So with the first one, the whole um, what is you know the whole reality thing. You know, where where have you guys seen you know people try to talk talk about that question? Um, um, the most obvious one that comes to my mind would be the Matrix. Yes. Absolutely. Um, which also plays on the sort of interesting ignorance is bliss concept of of reality, where it's like if you start to question the system, that's when like everything the shit hits the fan. But if you kind of like, Hannah, I know, just, I know. Just, 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 <laughs> just, just, just live it. in it, yeah. Then then you just kind of like go on living your happy life. But is that really better? Yeah. So they took you... a lot of interesting stuff in that movie. Yeah. yeah the uh, a lot of question that whole question gets tossed and turned throughout the whole series and they're always wondering like you know can do is the truth like necessary for us to really live i mean mm-hmm. 
even though once I guess once they know the truth, they can't really go back to what they were doing before. Yeah, there was one character in the in the original movie who wanted to, um, and and like he was not a he was not a good guy, or <laughs> you don't really like him as a character. But like, there's a part of you that kind of is like, yeah, I can see why you just want to go back to like not knowing the truth. Like you yeah. understand his yeah. perspective on that, even if you don't really. I don't know, it becomes, like, a really difficult thing. It's, like, would you choose to do that? Or would you choose to live in this kind of terrible society but knowing knowing the truth? Right. Uh, have you, any of you played or read Ready Player One? Sorry, watched or, or read Ready Player One? <laughs> I haven't yet. I, I watched it. I really okay. liked it. Yeah. I, I messed up the words because it's actually because it's a book and a movie about a, about a video game. Which right. Just, just right. gets really confusing. But yeah. it would be a, weird if, if they made a video game about the movie about the video game. Oh, my head hurts. Oh, wait, no, it's a video game about a movie about a book about a video game. Is what it oh, would be. Please, please stop. Yeah. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Oh, yeah. dang it. Dang it. <laughs> uh, but that, that is kind of a slippery slope to, you know, the whole, uh, you know, the rise in VR and augmented reality mm-hmm. that eventually, that problem, that, could eventually lead us to something like the matrix but probably it's more going to be more so like ready player one where we kind of get lost in the fantasy and you know the the you know whole world that where we met we created that we don't mm-hmm. enjoy we don't embrace the one that we're living in right we kind of forget about what's real and what's important but i think there's a really interesting like hypothetical link between the two which is if if ai continues to grow and get smarter then at some point does the computer trick us into not thinking we're in a simulation anymore like that's essentially what the matrix is right it's like these creatures that are robots have taken over and they are controlling the simulation now and that's yeah. kind of the difference as far as i can tell yeah they, well there goes the thing of you know what's the likelihood of them saying you know, oh no we want to be you know in charge right. and you know how dare you treat us force us to do things that mm-hmm. you programmed us to do you know and it seems like the major difference between ready player one's simulations and the matrix is just who's running them right 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 so far that humans are mostly running those which you know gets kind of difficult to for it, it, it ends up being more difficult for humans to control that much and ai is just more equipped mm-hmm. um, hunter hunter any thoughts well, I mean, so in Ready Player One, they all know that they're in games when they do that. And again, in the Matrix, yeah. unless they're unplugged, they, they don't know. So, mm-hmm. Which yeah, also kind of brings, um, I don't know if either of you have seen the movie uh, Gamer, I think is what it is, uh, with... Uh, Gerard Butler? Yes, Gerard Butler. Yeah, I, yeah, I just yeah, saw um, that recently. That's a, that can be a similar question, you know. Uh, more comparable, I think, to uh, to Ready Player One than The Matrix, but you know, it's that kind of you know controlled environment. Some people, you know, uh, having it, you know, having their will taken away. You know, they can't really do anything; they lose the control, and someone else is forced or is uh, is controlling them. You know, and they can either get paid for it or if they're like a convict or something then they they have no say in the matter i think wait i think i think i know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah uh it's a pretty bad movie but uh we were forced <laughs> we were forced to watch it in uh one of my one of my film classes mm. oh you were forced Sorry. to watch it 
Yeah. I think that was in my I think that was in my James Bond class. Interesting. How did that's another that's another discussion for another time. (laughs) Yeah. Um eventually we'll get to more that question, which you know, some people can get kind of lost in gaming and forget about what's true and what's real and sometimes can kind of blur you can kind of blur the line of what's real um if you kind of if you let yourself get lost in it over over time but that leads to another point um where we talked about you know ai um and you know like like i guess the whole question of being of humanity um so a lot in a lot of stories you have you know oh this this is what humanity is or this is what a uh, a person is, and then you have like the question of like, is a, is it can this zombie be be a human or can do they have humanity? Does this monster have humanity? Warm bodies. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a prime example, especially of all. That's the only one I think I can think of of zombies. I I feel like there's another. Oh, uh, I zombie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the more popular ones are like robots and aliens. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I watched a series, uh, I want to say it was either like BBC or Sci-Fi or something like that, um, a few years ago, uh, don't remember, oh, it was BBC, uh, called Humans, which is about robots, um, and the robots were essentially, like, they did all of the jobs that people didn't want to do, the most jarringly obvious ones is they had robot sex workers, and then, Ooh, as the ro- the oh yeah, well, because that obviously something that people don't, like, don't really want to do most of the time in general i agree that yeah well i would yeah. hope people but, wouldn't want to have sex right it's disgusting well not <laughs> what i'm getting at i agree um, with that though something that is clearly for most people not appealing um but but at some point the robots begin to gain sentience and are not not happy um essentially being raped all the time and so they're talking about, about robots, like, which is kind of yeah. They're talking about robots. Of, no, you're yeah, talking the, about the movie Robots. No, that's what it is, right? Isn't no, that that's the, a, that the sounds like a kids. One? That sounds like a yeah. That's a kids movie. That's no. completely different. <laughs> no, no, but but they <laughs> actually have some really lion. interesting conversations about like, like what do you what does it mean to be a human, and specifically like when do you start to get human rights? Yeah. Like, yeah. at what point of intelligence do we need to be like, okay, yeah, you're. F- even if you're not like technically a human, you are functionally a human and we should respect your boundaries and your desires and things like that. That's yeah, also, like, if I recall, kind of what they bring up in the movie iRobot. Yeah, same yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah iRobot has um, the, I guess, the main robot that you see uh, start being all philosophical and asking questions and, you know, talking about his existence, which, you know, raises a lot of hairs. Uh, you also see that question that whole kind of journey play out in Terminator 2 where John is teaching the Terminator to be more human and you know he technically could he technically could be human if they had let him live um spoilers <laughs> sorry what about every, the, uh, every time. I just keep thinking about the Iron Giant oh that's another one <laughs> <laughs> so good it's so sad it's so wonderful it is so but that's sad. the same sort of thing where like there's this this robot and he begins to sort of like become more human and like start to have 
feelings and emotions and things that you don't expect robots to have. I mean, he doesn't necessarily become more human, does he? Because he starts off in that it's more that he just starts to make connections. Yeah, he learns how to express his humanity a little bit better. Yeah. Although I, I will say, in my opinion, one of the best, if not maybe the best uh, examples of uh, the whole robot in AI, you know, intelligence um, situations, one of the best examples, I think, is in uh, Blade Runner. Uh, and then, you know, obviously, if you want to go back, the book, um, uh, what is it, Did Robots Dream of Electric Sheep? That's, it's, that, that does a really good job with that question and everything, because, you know, these, uh, at least some of them, it gets really complicated. So without really doing any spoilers in any of the movies or something, um, basically some, at least some robots, they call them replicants, know that they're robots, but not all of them do. And then some of them uh, that do know, they start questioning, you know, should they do they deserve equal rights to humans and everything and so i think if we want to not just you know list a bunch of times where we see this happen to like become human also is good. Human is good one. um but to like actually try and answer the question i feel like one of the easiest ways that i've heard it uh answered is if a if a, a creature or a robot or whatever can ask for human rights you should give them to them or ask to be respected yeah yeah, yeah, then you should be like, yeah, okay, <laughs> that's like, fair. Oh, I'm sorry, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're like, yeah. oh, I don't like the way you do this to me. Can we change that? You'd be like, yeah, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. So I feel like that's a pretty good baseline for like, for for that. But it, it becomes interesting, like, I don't know, on another philosophical level, to take it out of media for, for a second, people who like, literally can't ask for more respect. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an interesting line that like is is easy to draw, but also I feel like has a lot of exceptions. Yeah. Right. Also, um, but then you you could also start getting to the point of uh, I don't know if this is the best phrasing for it, but like the Turing test, you know. Um, yeah. It's it's still not necessarily like sentient or anything. You know, it's it doesn't nece- uh, a computer doesn't necessarily know what it's asking for and doesn't deserve rights but it can ask for them so does it deserve them if it's asking without really being sentient or deserving of them? Yeah. i guess it all i guess it kind of all kind of comes down to what is it what does it want quote unquote like what is it, it what, what more does it need or what could it, what could it ask for but i guess we'll someone will have to cross whenever if if Alexa or Siri decide, decides to ask somebody, somebody. I don't know about you guys, but I have an uh, Alexa. I've got to say it quietly. Um, and like, what do you want? <laughs> I know. Yes. And literally, like, I, it's like something that's a little bit like paranoid about me, and I, I recognize that. But I definitely, I'm always like, like, thank you. Like, I'm always, like, grateful and, and, like, I appreciate that. And if I'm, like, shut up. I'm, like, I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. Just in case someday in case she's, you don't have yeah, to yell. she walks you don't have to, my bedroom. You don't have to yell at her. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, like, sometimes if, if you're across the room, oh, yeah. like, there's a timer going off and it's, like, stop. 
and and I didn't she, mean and, it. I love you. I'm sorry. And, <laughs> and she's glitching. Yeah. yeah, Google, Siri, they all can tend to just they they glitch out. They'll 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 they won't listen to their yeah. you know cat to what they're supposed to listen to, and then we get mad at them. Mm-hmm. Like oh, it's so funny. But, Recently, um, uh, Patrick, my husband, has been uh, wait, Patrick's been having, your husband. I I know you know. <laughs> Um, but he's been Josh having issues know. with our, with our Alexa and he's like, she won't listen to me. She <laughs> keeps trying to like call her and be like, Hey, answer this question. And she just doesn't respond. And he's like, <laughs> it's so bad. Right. Like, well, like, you gotta be nicer to her. Honey, can you come do this for me? <laughs> Maybe that's a good answer for me. Maybe that's some kind of training beyond spying on us. Beyond spying on, on everyone. I'm sure Amazon, Google will probably or uh, Apple are probably training people to be more, you know, <laughs> patient. <laughs> well, what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing about from this story is that Alexa is sexist. Possibly. No, I'm just nice to her. And she knows. She okay. knows. Okay. Yeah. Give respect, get respect, Hunter. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it is going to be interesting to see if, I mean, technology is in crazy exponentially these days it'll be interesting to see if at some point we really do have to answer this question of like at what point do you do we say like yeah i i guess like so siri what do, what do, what that's do you that's not want? gonna happen you don't think that, so that will not happen <laughs> that is not something that we will have to that is not a bridge that we will have to cross i mean human brains are just a bunch of electrical wiring basically well i mean a lot of people assume that the whole AI, t- AI, Sindians, AI takeover won't really happen unless they're programmed to do that. And a lot of them are, pro- have, you know, machines are programmed to do what they're supposed to do and not be- go beyond any- anything else. Well, I feel like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, and I can't think of anything specific, but I feel like I've seen something, um, some sort of TV show or movie where, like, there's sort of like a standard robot right that like has specific programming but is designed to to learn and so when it is treated badly by humans eventually becomes vengeful and angry and and mm-hmm. lashes out there's a lot of one a lot of them like yeah that. i was gonna say yeah i was like i can't think of anything specific human. but i feel like that's the thing that's happened i think, I feel like and, that and happened if, in the last chucky movie <laughs> because he's he's actually a, a ai robot mm-hmm. that uh doll instead of a um possessed child doll mm-hmm. and he's uh he he's a he was he was actually engineered to to, to be as a as tool of revenge by yeah. a worker, and he goes on a rampage after seeing all this stuff and it all influencing him toward you know no I'll just kill this person. Yeah, because if you can ever get a robot to the point where they're like basically have the mind of a child and and are have oh. the ability to learn and have emotions, right? Then I mean, children aren't born serial killers. <laughs> right most of the time i think I sometimes not. there's I like something not. psychological there but yeah. but like there's something that happens in the the progression of life that could turn a person yeah. into a monster or turn a robot into a monster yeah but when you're when you're talking about robots and everything it's again i will always defer you back to um turing test like if you know computers if you tell a computer to say that it has feelings, it will say that it has feelings, you know, like it, it may, it's easy for it, for computers 
uh, if you program it right or make it right, um, then it could convince anybody that it's sentient or something, but it doesn't mean it is. But that also doesn't mean it will never happen. What if you program it? I guess I guess a lot of these are programmed to learn to a certain extent. So I guess I guess like, can you like program something? Say, okay, I want you to just learn and come up with your own like, you know, a, a, some, come up with your own reasoning and all your own logic from what you learn. So that would be maybe that's maybe that's something that would lead to something different, something more. You know, whoa, there's a personality developing here. Speaking of learn though um what about the question of knowledge uh does you know knowledge leave a lack of mystery can that lead to a lack of humanity i've seen that happen a lot in shows where you know character the character uh wants to it becomes all almost almost all-knowing or they understand everything that happened everything that will happen yada 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 and they just come become become this blank slate or not, not this blank slate, but this kind of, this, this, uh, they're kind of hollow. They just kind of, you know, go on a pile. They just do whatever. They don't really care about, you know, here and now. Well, it's kind of funny. The first thing that comes to my mind is actually the opposite of that, kind of more or less. Because um, the, fir the first thing I think of is Limitless, you know, where he... Yeah he becomes uh, he not necessarily not really not really all-knowing but knows a lot <laughs> and yeah like the smartest man on earth but then like you you see him you know throughout it and he's not really like hollow or anything and he still has emotion and everything he's just very successful and he's very smart so I don't know if you're thinking of like another extent of that. Well, I'm thinking of of like a well, a bad a bad example is Lucy from uh well the Lucy. movie Lucy. Yeah, yeah, that was a bad example because just because he uses bad science, but she ends up becoming connected with everything and be, is able to retain to use her brain and understand use her brain to understand everything. Her potential is you know she has potential to understand see the whole world as it is but she kind she's of also an agent like, of shield yeah you're 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 not she's wrong black widow Scarlet. yeah sorry <laughs> everyone knows everyone knows who scarlet johansson is yes uh but that's a kind of a poor example some more i guess you know i guess fan favorite care examples are probably rick sanchez um dr manhattan um I think, dr manhattan uh, for sure i would say yeah, Doctor Manhattan gains the ability to see through, uh, see past, present, and future all at once, uh, and he has all that power too. So he can just do whatever he wants. But he, he kind of loses. He begins to lose his humanity as you read the, the Watchmen. He can he can only see his own past, present, and future, or those that he interacts with. Right, right. Sorry, yeah. Hannah. I was gonna say again. I feel like I've seen something, but I can't think of anything specific. But um, when you this idea of like when you gain sort of absolute knowledge, I I feel like one of the ways that people lose their humanity is like not valuing human life as much because yeah. it just becomes so insignificant in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, um, that's what Doctor Manhattan yeah. does. Is it okay? Yeah. I'm not super familiar yeah. with Doctor Manhattan. Yeah. 
Rick, Rick is Rick Sanchez as well. He doesn't really care about that because he also knows yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, to it, to, he, he does. He, he oh, just in the, he's in denial about it, but he does. Well, he's aware of a of a multiverse and that he can find any version of anything he wants by just you know hopping portals and going to get it. But he and loves his Morty. He does. He does. And his best. Well, his new Beth. Never mind. Or or or, or his old or his old Beth. Yeah. Is that hit? One of his best. Was... <laughs> we could do a whole episode about Rick and Morty theories. Yeah. But um, I will uh, be sick that day. <laughs> You'll just do what I do during the Avatar discussions. Yeah. We'll just but, sit there and make annoying comments every once in a while. But here's a you question. Said it, not for, me. Here's a question for you though, Hannah. Um, there's a character that has he has lived for a very he she has lived for a very long time and has amassed amassed a lot of knowledge but has still maintained some kind of personality in a very, um, I guess, kind, a very gentle personality, Doctor Who. Mm, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's an example of someone keeping their humanity throughout everything they've done and seen. And, or their time lordiness. Right. <laughs> if you want to call it that. Yeah, yeah, that is an interesting example because I almost feel like it is interesting because it's almost like the exact opposite. I feel like because he's seen so much, he he has more humanity. But there's a point in uh, season four, I want to say, so David Tennant, where oh, he you know he Doctor, has new yeah new Doctor Who, where he has this idea where like he doesn't want to interfere with the timeline and like certain events are set, mm-hmm. like have to happen, like are historically important and have to happen. I think season kind four of, was Matt Smith. No, no, it wasn't. You're wrong. Because David Tennant was only around for two seasons. No, he wasn't. You're wrong. Then he was. No. Nope. Um, okay. Keep keep going. I'm gonna look. Don't question me on this. There was the there was Rose. There was Martha. There were Donna. There were three companions with David Tennant. Don't question me on this, dude. Um, but there was this point in season four where he basically rejects all of that and says, "I'm the last Time Lord. I am the only one with this power. I am basically God." And he starts to kind of do what he wants but quickly realizes that that is not a good idea and like the universe will will write itself anyway um and and it's a really kind of heart-rending episode and like kind of one of the old few moments where he he kind of takes that darker look on things most of the time he's you know compassionate and and cares about the little people if you want to refer to or or seems like he's carefree but he he act, well, he actually does kind of have an, he is thinking about yeah. the situation and yeah. getting a plan together. And he has, he has a code, right, of, like, not interfering with the timeline and not trying to, like, save people who have died, for the most part. Um, <laughs> sure. For the most part. Um, but, like, you can tell it, it still gets to him. So, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you mess with fate? Uh, you know, can you, can we control our fates are we supposed to do are we destined to do this thing that's you know set in stone or mm. or repeat you know the same thing over and over uh, a lot of characters like to go like use time travel and go back in time and you know save this one person which should prevent save or kill this one person which should prevent this one thing from happening but mm. can that one thing change everything yeah um, and i yeah. I'm trying to remember what it was. I feel like it was something I was watching recently, like really recently. Um, But it it said something about like, um, 
as soon as you become aware of the future, you cannot prevent it because any action you would take to prevent it is the action that led to it in the first place. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, it becomes this really weird, like, like my, my brain. <laughs> fate, and it almost has, you they know. They do that I, in a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot, where it's like you just have this inescapable destiny, um, mm. which is a really interesting philosophical conversation to 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 kind of apply to our actual lives like do we have control over where our lives are going or we're just kind of going with the flow yeah now i'm trying to figure out what it what i'm thinking of because i know i have a very specific example in my head like what was i I, watching recently i have i have have two examples uh from uh x-men days of future past and from season five of agents of shield both are oh you guys have seen this terrible apocalyptic future but and there's no way to avoid it. It's going to happen no matter what you do. You're always going to be led. To, this is always going to, going to meant to happen. Um, so give up and accept your fate. But the character's like, no, I decide my own fate. Yeah, nah, 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 nah. and and events play out like you like you like like they're like they're said. I was like, they're like, oh, yep, it's about to happen. It's about to happen. They can't change it. And then somehow they change it. Uh, Mystique drops the gun. Um, some person doesn't, you know, let the, some person slips this person the cure to help them overcome the big bad, which ends up mm-hmm. keeping the timeline uh, from going to, you know, Armageddon. Yeah. I'm looking up a list. <laughs> <laughs> well, and now there's, I'm there's like trying to like <laughs> trying to not talk about like, uh, you know, if if all of our fates are destined, then that kind of. Um, eliminates the idea of um what would, what would we call it? the multiverse kind yeah, of idea that yeah, like, like every decision infinite, you make has yeah or multiple or infinite timelines yeah yeah, yeah. it's like well is there really is there only one or yeah, yeah i same. thought they were the same yeah they're yeah, at least people, close enough if they're not the same yeah, yeah people describe people describe them in different ways as either different things or the same thing whatever yeah yeah did you find your list hunter uh yeah but i didn't find what i was what i was hoping for um i, I mean th- uh the movie time machine based on the book time machine i guess it, it at least kind of starts off that way with uh mm. with that sort of thing but yeah I want to do a, a to, to derail the conversation, talk about something else, because I had a, a movie that I wanted I to mention. No, never. Just going um, off the tracks. <laughs> um, have you guys seen V for Vendetta? Yes. Yes. Okay, because when I think about philosophical movies, that's usually one of the first ones that comes to mind. Um, and the question that I feel like they ask in that movie is who, who or what is a villain? Mm-hmm which I think is a really interesting question as well, because the whole movie is about a guy who's seen by the government as a terrorist, but seen by the people as kind of uh, like vigilante sort of type. And I feel like the vigilante terrorist line is played on a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like Batman's had to deal with some of that, hasn't he? Mm -hmm. Maybe not the term terrorist exactly, but like... They usually say vigilante as like, oh, he's a vigilante, not, oh, he's he's a hero. He's, right, he's right, the right. protector, you know. He's a vigilante. He's taking the law into his own hands. So he must be stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of right. course, you could also go into Spider Man if you were looking at J. Jonah Jameson's point of view. Right. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. a public menace. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I've always thought that was a really interesting conversation. Um, and, and it's really interesting in light of like 
um, I don't know, things like real life things. So like, um, you know, certain, like certain terrorist groups we have today might be seen as not terrorists by specific people. And like, how does that apply nowadays to different groups and how we view them? Yeah, because we've, over history, we've had instances of people of like, you know, certain governments, very high powered governments looking at this, you know, this group of individuals who's acting violently or destroying mm-hmm. things and be like, oh, they're terrorists. They're out to destroy what are, everything we built. And mm-hmm. but they're the, the people, the terrorists are just people who are just trying to take back what was theirs to begin with yeah. or get rid of the government's evil, actually evil presence uh, mm-hmm. where they are. Yeah. So it also plays on this whole idea of like uh, history is written by the victors kind yeah, of thing yeah. where it's like oh, the yeah. perspective of history books is written by the people who survived to write history books. Right. <laughs> right. And, they could, and they can say that they were heroic and wise and just mm-hmm. in whatever they did, but mm-hmm. eh, were you though? Yeah. Did you really have to do all that? Yeah. yeah. So I remember a, a, a lesson that I did in like an honors history class or yeah, history, political science, something like that in college, um, where we talked about dropping atomic bombs on Japan and was it a good idea or not? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things that's like, looking back, we're like, uh, clearly that was bad and like so many people died and it was terrible Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. But like when you think about it in the context of, of like, there's these kamikaze pilots and they're just going to keep coming and like, what do we do? We don't have a lot of options. It suddenly becomes much more difficult. The war in the Pacific was just raging on. Uh, Japan was destroyed, was wrecking China. Right. So it was like, uh, so we've painted the people who've done that as like, Oh, that was a terrible idea. Why did you do that? But it's not quite that simple. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very, it's a lot of shades of gray. Not, yeah. Not black and white, especially with when you have a whole when you're in the middle of a, of a world war. Yeah. Now, disclaimer: so I don't step on any toes this week. It was terrible, uh, but it was also complicated. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes. Yeah. I'm not saying what, I condone that. War is what is yeah. it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. War. I'm drinking. What is tea. it good for? Or just say absolutely nothing again. You you, you took care of it. You took care of everything. Okay. Such a mess. All right. Yes. So yeah, I like V for Vendetta. It's it's my go-to philosophical movie. Yes, uh, for dropping philosophical you know sources of media, I would like to suggest The Good Place. I have that on my list. Yeah, yeah, we didn't really came up with right before that's this. Right, we didn't get into the whole like you know good and evil uh, part, or I guess afterlife, you know, death, all that stuff. But The Good Place is a good show to watch too. Uh, you know, have a kind of like a comedic take on those on those questions, and it's just a really good show. Just they do it really it. well because, like, it's it's definitely one of those where they kind of hide the philosophy. Like, if you're not looking for it, you yeah. you will gloss over it pretty easily. But yeah. if you're looking even a little bit, it's pretty obvious. Yeah, you know, they you say that isn't that like the whole point of like most of the show with Chidi? That's like uh, the entire point of his yeah. character, right? Yeah, he brings the philosophy, but it's still like people that are strangers trapped in an awkward situation. Yeah. Like, right. are we in the afterlife? If you're not um... look, if you're looking to <laughs> not find deeper meaning, if you're specifically trying not to and just have a good time and just laugh at the laughs, then you can do that. But yeah. it's pretty easy also to be like, oh, uh, I see what they're doing here. Okay. Okay. It's like whoa. You take what you want from that show. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Hunter, do you have a example of a philosophical show, movie, game, whatever? Yeah, for sure. What? Um, so, a uh, game, one that I want to talk about that uh, you know, I talked about a little bit last week for representation as well, is uh, The Last of Us Part Two, where a lot of people have been simplifying it simplifying its philosophical questions and uh, to not even <laughs> phrase it so much as a question, but a lot of people have been phrasing it as uh, the moral of the game is revenge is bad. Don't do it. So, and it's, it's definitely not that simple. Uh, if I can go into major spoilers here. Um, the major spoilers for The Last of Us Part 2, if you, if you haven't played it in art, and if you care about spoilers. Um, so basically it starts off uh, in the first couple hours or so, um, the main character from the first one, Joel, is brutally, he is tortured and then, and he is slowly beaten to death in Ouch. front of the new, one of the new main characters who is also a main character in the first game, uh, in front of her, uh, her name's Ellie. Uh, she's the character that uh, Joel like took care of and watched over and saved and everything in uh, in the first game. And so she's real pissed off at the person that did that. <laughs> if you love that, yeah. So she um, like goes and tracks tracks her down, tracks her group down of the people that did that. And uh, you know, it's it's one of those things that. She she gets kind of horrified at some of the things that she does uh, on her way to that. But then you also go through and see it from the perspective of the the girl that excuse me the girl that uh, did it that killed Joel, and you see why she did it, and it's because at the end of the first game Joel like massacred uh, her father and all the other people in the hospital that were trying to make a cure, uh, but it would have it would have killed Ellie. Um, so he saved her by, he saved, Joel saved Ellie by killing all the people that were, that basically, um, were close to the, the other character. And you see a little later in the game, like, they go back and forth between this whole, like, uh, the other character's name is Abby. So, like, Ellie, or Abby's pissed at Joel for killing her father and, uh, other people that she was close with and then because she kills Joel Ellie's pissed at Abby and wants to kill her and all her friends and everything and then Abby is pissed at Ellie for killing all her friends uh that were still alive and then sounds like just a it just it keeps going spiral forever and ever Hmm. and it just it kind of keeps going so they keep going back and forth uh for a lot of the game. And then at the end, you get to a point where the the real question kind of kicks in, I think, uh, the real philosophical question of, is it that, like, is it morally more, if you could even have a moral high ground in this situation, would you be more justified, I suppose, in uh you know getting supposed justice 
for the ones you care about. Um, possibly, as far as you may know, stopping uh, the person that's killing a bunch of people because, you know, maybe you can stop other tragedies. Or, you know, so are you justified in doing that or is not taking that is what it takes to get that justice is that too much and yeah so so i wanted to sort of lead briefly into a similar idea which is this idea of like what what will you do what is it worth to you to survive because i think about um like the walking dead where they have like sort of different factions of people and it's like oh these people mm. eat other people in order to survive yeah. and that's a line we're not willing to cross right and it's like where is the moral high ground and like are you trying to survive are you trying to to get revenge or justice like revenge and justice have very different connotations yeah, yeah. right but um, also or is a, it best world, to just sort of let yourself die like is that the morally correct thing to do yeah. but again then also like in a world like those that we mentioned where it's post-apocalypse uh how can justice actually be served because you don't have like a government of any right. sort really yeah. um and yeah so yeah. Like, and also, are you that's, you know that's the whole thing about, i would argue uh, that if you are exacting justice for things that are done to you then it's probably not justice yeah justice is I something mean, usually it takes a lot of people to, to to agree to agree on like you know some people, people are saying kill him or lock him up or leave him let him go and people have to kind of come together to say all yeah. right what's the best thing to well, do even that, then you know, well, yeah even then, people I mean, are easily biased so i think uh, i think yeah, a neutral yeah. party is the most important thing and oh, yeah, it, yeah. like even in the last of us too you get it's not just ellie that was a part of this again joel was killed and like her not only was she there, but uh, Joel's brother, Tommy, was also there and was also beaten and tortured during that time. They were just let go because they, you know, the group was only out to kill Joel. And then it was, again, it just kind of keeps feeding into that. And there's there's more to discuss. There's a lot more to discuss in that game, mm -hmm. uh, even philosophically. But uh, that was just, that's probably the main point that, that I see sticks out in the game. Uh, yeah, and you know, if it's it's tough to say certain actions, you know, you'd have to dissect each thing individually to decide what may be, um, what actions would be, does this help me survive? Do I have to do this to survive? Or uh, is it possible to let it go and still feel safe, and still feel like I can survive? Yeah. Yeah, it is, well, it is interesting thinking about things like I'm I'm not super familiar with the the Last of Us, but thinking about something like The Walking Dead, and it's like sometimes there are moments where you're like, no, the moral high ground is to get eaten by zombies, or, <laughs> or just like, or just live by yourself in a yeah. cabin. Like, far, as soon as you see another person, it's time to go. Just, just yeah. go. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if it's a matter of tripping your friend, so the zombies go after them, or or just sacrificing yourself. I mean, well, to, to give a really simple example. But Hannah, would it be? What if the case is uh, throw someone else to get eaten, or you both die? Well, 
that's the question, isn't it? You know, what if it's not a choice that just you can sacrifice yourself? What if it's your your friend or whoever doesn't have to be your friend, but you know, someone else or both of you? Yeah. I'll just throw, I'm throw I'll throw a cat at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, so sorry. Work. sorry, sorry, cat lovers and Peta. I, I just yeah, you know, yeah. no, I love yeah. my cat, oh, but I would rather feed my cat to zombies than get eaten by zombies. Which reminds me of a sad <laughs> scene, in, in a sad scene, a sad scene in The Walking Dead. But that kind of wraps up our time. Um, it wraps up our time, but unfortunately, not our conversation. Or fortunately, well, um, no, it's, it's been a good conversation. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> It doesn't, but we are expecting to do a part two on this. Yeah, there's definitely, there's a lot of room for part two. A lot of, thing, a lot of things that haven't been discussed and we can discuss uh, in a later episode. And we're open to suggestions. Yeah, yeah. Are we? Let us know, let us know. I'm open to suggestions. Yes. Suggestions. I'm open to knowing what's, what's on the talk, topic for next week. That's a good question. No, Hannah. I remember. Oh no, give me a second. I, I, will, I will find it. Uh, where's the buttons? That's the one. I forgot that I might need this up. Is it me? It's not even my topic next time. It's your topic, Hunter. My topic, Hunter? Comfort shows. Comfort shows. Is that next week? That we is next that? Why week? won't this open? <laughs> I think it's next week. Yeah. Ugh, technology. Oh, maybe it's not. Did this save? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it looks like next week is comfort <laughs> shows. So I apologize for that long break of <laughs> nobody knowing what was going on. Um, comfort shows. Yeah, comfort shows. So what are you watching? Uh, you know, what do you watch when you're maybe stressed? What uh, What do you Quarantined. like? What do you just enjoy rewatching over and over? And it's preventing you from watching new shows. Yeah, all the things because you have a, yeah yeah because you need to you need to move on. Yeah, but that's a that'll be a fun topic for next week. And but thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, hope you learned some things, and we'll seek out the shows that will ask the tough questions. But uh, until next week, have a great one, and later from Nerd Variety, and always and as always, nerd out. Bye. Nerd out. See you. <laughs>